Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today on Power Your Life, and I'm Dr. Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. Many of us struggle with what it means to what it means to have more fulfillment in our lives or love and and in intimacy and we're going to find that out today with two very wonderful people. I'm talking about Dr. Elizabeth Muse and Freddie Zentel Weaver who've assisted more than over ten thousand couples and singles in rekindling and expanding their love and their relationships over the past two decades. They're also the founders as well as directors of the Tantra Nova Institute, which is in Chicago, and they've been featured on Showtime's documentary series, Sexual Healing, and the Emmy Award-winning NBC show, Starting Over. They've also shared their intimacy secrets at a global Young President's Organization Conference in the City of Love, Paris, and were nominated as Changemaker at the White House-sponsored 2016 United States of Women Summit in Washington, D.C. They're both sought-after speakers, both off and online as, at universities, spiritual centers, conferences, as well as summits. I'd like you to meet these two powerful beings. Hello, Dr. Elizabeth. And Freddie, how are you? Hi, Dr. Joanne. How are you? Excellent. Thank you so much for having us on your beautiful show. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. And let's just get right into it. Firstly, tell our listeners a little bit about how you met and how you started to move forward with this idea but one of sexual enlightenment and also with your your Tantra Institute. Well, let's see. Great. Thank you. This is Freddie Zental. Uh, uh, So, yeah, I started actually was introduced to these practices when I was 13 years old, living in Hawaii, going through my puberty. My father at the time was a practicing psychiatrist and took pity on me because I was spending a lot of time in the shower. (laughs) Exploring my sexuality. Uh, anyway, uh, so I loved it. My girlfriend loved the, the practices. It was a practice of integrating meditation and sex. Um, anyway, I kept doing these practices. I, and, you know, when I started it, was introduced to this, I had some ambivalence around my capacity to play at the college level athletically. I was a basketball player and wanted to go to college on scholarship. And doing these practices really helped me get past a lot of what I, my belief about my own capacity. So I went on to college on athletic scholarship and did that. After college, I continued to do these practices and and, uh, go to workshops and apply these principles in my personal relationships. And I was in the software business for a long time. Uh, And um, after, after about 15 years in that industry, it was just a job. 
So I took an opportunity in Chicago in the same industry, um, and I really came to Chicago to meet my beloved Elsbeth. Uh, so I was single, looking for Shakti, a female tantra partner online, and Elsbeth's profile showed up. We met, and that was 21 years ago. And wow. thusly, we've worked with thousands of couples and individuals all over the world teaching these practices. Wow. Well, I think it's what wonderful. Is- and tell many of our listeners are not aware of what tantric means. So can you explain that a little bit so that they have more familiarity with that? Absolutely. So uh, tantra is the yoga of the energetic body. Most of us are familiar with, you know, the yoga we know here in the West, which is the yoga of the physical body. You can find a yoga studio, you know, in every street corner in the big cities. Um, However, there was a a form of yoga that preceded the yoga of uh, the physical body, which is the yoga of the energetic body, where we tune into our energies and learn to move, to activate, to release, to embellish our energies that either can show up in the physical body as a sensation or in our emotional body as emotions, love, hate, or in our mental body as thoughts, as narratives, as conversations. All of these three dimensions I just mentioned are all frequencies. They cannot be touched. They cannot be seen with a mere eye. But gosh, do I sense it? Do I feel it? You know, my hate or my love or my excitement or a recurring thought that has me, you know, all of that. So I came to Tantra much later in my life than Freddie Santal. You know, Dr. Joanne, I would have love to have a father who would have given me a book on sex consciousness when I was a teenager, but I don't know about you. For me, that was not so in the household I grew up in. Mm. Uh, And I came to Tantra because, particularly to the study of Tantra, not just reading a book, but really studying and developing myself in that discipline, not until I actually hit 50. I was quite um, distraught, despaired about relationship at that time. I had this pattern of attracting unavailable men, and while that was exciting, most of the time I was alone. And I just got to see that the trajectory, if I wasn't going to change that, I would end up without lasting intimacy and love in my life before I leave this planet, and I was not willing to go that route. So that is when I started studying Tantra, and it was so impactful through the Tantric healing that really involves the whole being, the body, the heart, and the mind and spirit, what opened up for me was that I discovered that I had held distrust towards men. I was not aware of that. I was very charming and inviting, and, you know, you would not have called me a distrusting bitch if you had known me over 20 years ago. However, underneath, we call it the subconscious, there was something running that I couldn't decipher with my conscious mind. 
However, it really ran the show. And that is, you know, what opened up and out of releasing, clearing that distrust that, of course, you know, harkened back to early experiences in my life. It was so impactful that I left management consulting. I was a management consultant in the 90s and had gotten pretty good at this, traveling around the world. However, there was something that was bigger for me then that opened up through the tantric healing and practice where I became more integrated as a woman, as a sexual, spiritual being that I decided I want to share with other women and then through Freddie coming into my life, like six months after my tantric healing, we then created Tantra Nova together and ever since have been sharing uh, this tantric opportunity, these practices to lots and lots of people. You know, I think it's wonderful, and, and oftentimes we're taught that, that sexuality, sex is bad, and, and it's something that you're not supposed to do or, or, or really feel good about, and yet it's so important. I'm also a, a Reiki master teacher, so working with the different chakras, the different energy centers, you know, the first one is is the sexual chakra, but it's also about creativity, and you kind of, both of you, utilize that in your work and and so it's so important to be able in my mind to to fuse it all together as you both beautifully do would you tell our listeners what sexual enlightenment is yeah be glad to share more of that so as you said there is a lot of vilification and unconsciousness around our sexual selves you know, we start out these innocent beings, anything's possible, and then we have our first sexual experiences, you know, with ourselves. It's usually, you know, something may happen, like we get caught and shamed or we have sex and we feel dirty or we uh, fall in love and then we're not met with that love. So there's a deep, oftentimes, understanding of something that's to be hidden and something that's dangerous about sex. So forever we've been procreating, creating life uh, with this energy, the last hundred or so years recreating with the development of contraceptives. And so what we're teaching is how to co-create with this energy as a way to get more deeply connected to what we most deeply desire, right? So there's particular, in our workshops, three-day workshops, there are particular uh, actionable insights that people gain around what they've set out as an intention to get out of the work. Now, if they could do that, they would just do it. They wouldn't be paying money to come to a workshop. So there's something hidden that they don't see about what they're doing or creating for themselves that they don't see. So, right. again, to create something new, we have to let go of what we don't know that we know. So in the experience of sex, whether you're doing our workshop or not, we're more open, loving, vulnerable, receptive. Chemically, we're changed, more endorphin, serotonin, oxytocin, the feel-good hormones. Emotionally, we're more open, loving, vulnerable, receptive. So in this state, in our sexual energetic, with the distinctions that we teach and people learn in the workshop, we get unmasked, more vulnerable, more receptive to what we don't see emotionally and energetically about what we'd like to create most deeply in our life. Yeah, and that's the key word, to see, to see something that we couldn't see before. And when we speak about sexual enlightenment, it's really about becoming aware of our sexual self. You know, like 
we, in many ways, we human beings are like animals. We are primal. We uh, have impulses, be they of sexual nature or emotional nature. And anger, for anger, for example, is an impulse. I don't reflect upon getting angry or not. I just find myself suddenly angry. Now, how I react to it, I have a say. But the impulse itself is just like built into the nervous system, so to speak. The same with a sexual impulse. Animals have it, humans have it. But what distinguishes us from the animal is that we have a conscious mind, which means we can self-reflect. So when I get angry, you know, I can either just go with the impulse or as a human being, I can take a deep breath into the belly get a little distance, this little pause that calms down my nervous system, and then I can choose. Elspeth, do you want to continue fighting with Freddie because something happened that I may not have liked? Or am I more committed to harmony in the relationship? So then I step out of my own anger because my anger is generated over here within me, in my being, in my body. The only one who has agency over my anger is me, nobody else. So I can shift it in the same way back to sexual awareness and enlightenment. It's that we become aware of our sexual impulse. Like when I get horny, I don't decide to get horny, I just feel it. However, what I do with it then, I can guide it. I can either follow the impulse or I can, you know, move up the energy and transmute the energy. And then I can, as Freddie said earlier, co-creating with the energy for physical health, for emotional well-being, for mental focus, for creating what I want to create in the world because the energy is ultimately creative. And I totally agree with that. And energy is so powerful and it is creative. And I love the fact what you're both talking about because we do have choices as to how we're going to act on our impulses. And and like you said, we make that decision and we need to. You know, so often, like I work with couples and so often... They are. They. It's interesting to find out that they're not communicating about what their sexual needs are, whether they're embarrassed, and they may feel something's wrong. But but why not be able to be open, like you you both are with your you know, the people that you work with and with each other, to be able to talk about your needs and experiment and feel good about what you're doing, but also remember that that what you said that that level of awareness is so important how do you get people to start talking and experiencing their sexuality and their partners when they've been so shut off from it for for so long that's a good question and you know the why is always where we go and then the why just puts us more in the analytical left brain and it's good to understand that so what we do in our workshops and what we're approaching transformation through is 
energetic. So it's like we can understand, ah, I understand why I fight with my wife because I fought with my mother. Thank you. But energetically, when that shows up in our body, neurosynaptically and in our memory banks, then it becomes the truth. So unless we've developed what we call this witness state of mind, where we're watching the thoughts and the stories and the energetic neurosynaptic automaticities, right, we are prone to just follow that. So unless we can watch that and have practices uh, developed that we can give ourselves a pause through the breath and through the witnessing of all of that, uh, we're, we're stuck in it. So that's the beginning for people to start to shift something around their sexual selves. The other thing is in our ritual practice that people learn as an individual practice or uh, as a couple practice is there's a giver and receiver in the couple practice. So one is able to be in their sexual energy in a way that allows them to experience it differently than normally when you're giving and taking. Right, so that's one of the. That's a few yeah. of the ways people can get in the in the mutual love making. So I, I, at the core, uh, it's really about listening. How can I communicate to my partner what I want emotionally, physically, sexually, if I don't know it myself? If I haven't listened to myself in a way that I can discover what may be pleasing, what may bring joy. And often it's connected with that I may feel shame or that I don't trust. Hmm. Now, there is so much going on before we actually can communicate and be truly free with one another. Because when we are not free in relationship, in this exchange, it means that there is lack of freedom within myself. My relationship is just a reflection of me. It may not show up the exact same way as, you know, it may show up in me, but what's underneath vibrates with something that is present in the relationship that, you know, comes back to how am I vibrating. So the emotion of jealousy, um, embarrassment, shame, fear that are so prevailing in the realm of the sexual because when we are in the sexual realm, we really become unmasked. And, you know, it may be frightful uh, to become so unmasked, to be so seen by myself and by another. And also collectively and societally, that really has been, you know, imprinted. Mm. Not just recently, that has been going on for millennia. Yes. So we consider the sexual dimension the last frontier because we may have done more awakening in the emotional arena through therapy over the last 50 years or 60 years or through meditation or the yoga practice coming from the East, you know, where we have become more contemplative and allow ourselves to still our mind. 
However, the missing piece is our sexual, and the sexual energy is a most powerful energy because it brings forth life, unlike nuclear energy or thermal energy or any other energy. So what we are bringing is really becoming aware of that energy, what it may be connected with, the emotional affliction, so we can clear that. And you know, Dr. Joanne, from your work with couples, there is stuff underneath. It's not just bringing two bodies together in the bedroom. So we want to go to the underneath, and that is what we do in Tantra by accessing the physical, the emotional, and mental and spiritual. You know, I think that's both of you. I think it's so important what what you said, and I and couples struggle. I know that, and and I think what you were talking about is also if we're not comfortable with our own sexuality, whether it's because of what we've learned or society or our own guilt or da da da, you know, whatever it is, we we don't know how to really enjoy or feel good about ourselves within that sexual realm and. Sexuality, like I said earlier, that that first chakra is about sexuality and creativity, and there's a way for both of them to be beautifully joined together. And it's so important that you talked about earlier, Freddie, I call it the observer, because I have an observer not just for sexuality, but I think it's so important to kind of stand apart a little bit from what you're going through to be able to witness it without judgment, but to be able to to have that level of awareness. Now, you work with couples, but you also work with singles. How do to, how to people that are single, how can this apply to them as well? Yes, thanks, Dr. Joe. Um, well, whether you're coupled or you're single, you're always doing your own work. <laughs> so, you know, singles, if they come to our, one of our workshops, we usually uh, have are able to uh, pair them with one of our uh, certified uh, counselors to work with them. Um, or if they're just doing their own work, there is a self-love practice, like I teach a men's workshop, and they're working with themselves as a homework practice between the first day and the second day as well. Elsbeth teaches many women's workshops as well. So there's a way for people to tap in through using the sexual energetic and what happens emotionally and energetically, as I mentioned earlier, to get more deeply connected to what's happening for them. And that's where people can start to get connected to themselves and get past a lot of the unconsciousness around the sexual self. And their intimacy. You know, and that's I love there. that. That's so important. We've got to get past that 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 self consciousness that we have about sexuality and who we are and are we good enough and you know and be able to yeah, really as, as, move forward. What were you gonna say? Yeah, as well, just being seen. You know, just being seen because we are not, you know, oftentimes welcomed with the things we've said in the past where we've been made to feel foolish or we've been told to be quiet or our voice just in general. So people beginning to take the same confidence into what they would like to create in their life. And this is where the shifts happen. This is where the intelligence of sexual energy starts to really manifest in terms of this energy has been creating life before we had language, right? 
And when we bring consciousness to it, the, the essence of that energy, creativity creates life, and the, cre the pleasure start to show up in areas of life that seem completely unrelated to sex, just in the simple process of living, because our listening becomes more cued to what's going on energetically, emotionally, with our breath, with our feeling, with our thoughts, and with what we want to create. Because it's like, you know, it's been said, you know, to create by thought alone requires becoming a thought alone. Yet there's so much going on and so much belief and doubt around what we'd like to create, we don't ever get to it. So just be able to step away. And there's so much here, but I want to you know, let Elspeth and you get in there. Thank you. Yes, yeah. thanks, Joy. Let me just give an example to... Um, you know, how that could look. And I'm going to speak from my own experience, given that, you know, my tantric healing was so impactful that I shifted my whole life around. Um, so I spoke about trust earlier and that I discovered in my tantric healing that I had uh, distrusted men without me knowing. But then what was running underneath, what I alluded to earlier, there's this emotional field interpretive field that we live our life from that we may not be aware of. So in my tantric healing, I was brought back through very particular uh, touch and practice and breathing practice and sexual practice. I worked with a partner. I went solo because this is why I went there. I wanted to find out what was in the way for me to bring a beloved into my life that I could cultivate and sustain love with, you know, not just having someone to be available where the sex may have been great, but there was no possibility for creating a future together. So, and what came up for me in the actual healing was that when I was touched in a certain way in my sexual center, that I remembered my 18-year-old that was very much in love with my first boyfriend, first love. We had a blissful relationship, and then he asked me to have intercourse. And I said yes, although I was not ready. And then it was so freakingly painful, I had to go to the gynecologist, and the bill went to my house. My dad opened it. All hell broke loose. He called me a whore. The boyfriend left, you know, a few weeks later. So there I was totally alone, no soul to turn to. And that was the moment when I decided that men are never there for me when I really need them. And this decision that is more kind a nanosecond decision to cope with the situation, that decision trailed me throughout my young adult life, my older adult life. And while I had done therapy around this whole experience in my 30s, which was quite useful, so I thought it was all complete. Yet, Dr. Joanne, what I did not know was that there was a memory on the cellular level, as we call it, that in my sexual center that is not accessible from the conscious mind, so I cannot talk about it. However, through the tantric practice, that was touched upon, literally and figuratively speaking, and then opened up and 
remember the pain, the physical, the emotional pain of the 18-year-old that could be released and let go, not only from my emotions and my thinking, but also from my physical body. And by clearing this and releasing this, what could show up for me was deeper trust in myself, because that often goes first. Why did you let this happen? Why didn't you say anything? You know, so trust in myself that I can count on myself from now into the future, trusting men in general. And then Freddie Santal came into my life six months later, and I'm sure I would not have recognized him as a potential beloved because he was available. And if I hadn't done my healing work, it wouldn't have fit with the pattern of being attracted to unavailability. So it has a profoundness in what can open up because we access other dimensions that go beyond the conscious mind that is only, you know, can only access limited ways and places. And so, yes, that is an example of how we can shift, you know, our state of being and heal wounds that may have come from when we were five years old, an infant or teenager that may still play out in our present present life and, you know, prevent us from getting what we want. You know, it's so important to be able to do that kind of healing, and, and so many people are closed off to it. They think that, that sexuality is just, you know, sexuality, and it has nothing to do with our feelings, with our consciousness, with, with moving forward, with so many other things that you both cover and our spirituality and, and work with so beautifully with couples. And, and I, I have one person who's saying, well, how does it relate? I mean, I, I'm hearing you guys, but how does it make me feel more fulfilled in not just in sex or my relationship, but in life generally? Well, let me add that this, if it's anywhere, it's everywhere. So once you can bring this kind of practice and these kinds of tools and working consciously with life force energy and getting more deeply connected with our story self around a particular thing, say it's love or relationship, that's everywhere in terms of how we believe something about what's possible with our work or with our happiness, with our neighbors, with our home, with an inspired place to live or work. Uh, you know, all of it is all an interpretation. We are interpreting the whole thing. Yet it looks like, you know, because we all are this clay, you know, this physical, uh, you know, neurosynaptic jumble of, uh, you know, makeup that remembers from the past, that lives that into the moment and then to the future. Yet what connects us to this elegant design of the universe that goes on forever, which I can barely imagine, okay, is our imagination. So our right. capacity to imagine happiness on a rainy day. And to believe that with just a thought will allow you to dance like Gene Kelly in the rain. <laughs> to imagine being happy in your relationships, not feeling stuck, can, can change the way you experience your relationship or change the way you want to live your life and do live your life, not with the fear of what will happen. These are the stories that keep us stuck. So to move beyond our belief, again, to create 
with a thought alone requires to be a thought alone. And to do that requires letting go of the conversations that we live in and that we use to interpret our reality. So once we can change that narrative, then we can change our reality. Now, the sexual piece is the different piece, because this is easy enough to talk about and linguistically understand, you know, uh, analytically. But when we get into this work, it's remembering what we've forgotten, because we start out happy and, and mindless in the womb. It's just floating, you know, everything's great. And then we're born, these bright lights, some guys are getting their wieners cut, you know spanked on the bottom, and then life happens. There's good days, bad days. My God, we all went through potty training. What a trauma. <laughs> you know? And so all of these things happen, and we remember these things, but yet we have this imagination of what we'd like to create in our life to be happy, and many of us do, yet we have moments of where we fall into some story, particularly when it comes to relationship, because that's family, and you know, we, all were, you know, we didn't choose our families, and we all went through what we went through. So, but yet, again, there is this possibility of creating what we most deeply desire, and that requires getting out of what we believe is or isn't possible. So when we're working with the sexual energy, that unmasking, that intelligence that that energy leads us to, the divinity that that energy leads us to, which is what's made it so attractive and kept us procreating throughout the ages, when we bring consciousness to it, it shifts the way we live everywhere in our life, not just in the bedroom. And it's 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 so true, and it also shifts how we perceive ourselves and look at ourselves as a more complete individual, and and that's so essential because, as we were all talking about, and Elizabeth, Dr. Elizabeth, you were talking about yourself, and and many people come to that level of initially awareness. Well, it's not even awareness about their sexuality and who they are, and they don't feel good about themselves. And this is a way to embrace the fullness, as you both are talking about, of who you are and also being able to share that, share yourself in a beautiful way with, with another person. When you work with couples, what are some of the comments after they go through the tantric workshops and, and have utilized the principles that, for a while? What, what are some of the comments? What are some of the feelings that, that, that are generated by them? Oh, thank you for this question. So I am just recalling a couple that came, I don't know, eight months ago or so, and they came actually for a private three-day private retreat with us, and they came pretty distraught over the death of their son, like three years before they came to us, so that had been around for quite a while, and they couldn't change the grief. They, like, you know, it was like something that they couldn't enjoy pleasure given his death, given that he left, you know, so... Within three days, now they really took to it, they t- did the practices, both the solo practice in terms of coming to inner stillness and that observer that you spoke about earlier, Freddie called witness, through the breathing practice, tuning with themselves, and being able to watch ourselves instead of just being, you know, being the upheaval. And... um and through then, you know, in the advanced work, we then guide them through these sexual rituals. 
And uh, they reported at the end of the three-day retreat and beyond because they came back six months later for further work, and they were totally different. All that cloud that had been hanging over them really had disappeared, and they kept doing the practices because the practices remind us, the breathing practices, the energy movement practices, the couple connecting practices energetically from heart to heart, they really keep our awareness alive, not only in our mind, but in our whole body. And uh, they said that they, uh, they shifted their lives because they were in such a downward, downward spiral. And they pulled themselves out through the work, and it sustained. Other people come, you know, in our sexual healing ritual workshop, there are couples that come back the next day and say, you know, I've never felt that close and intimate with my spouse, with my wife. Or she may say, I just felt so open and so trusting and so touched you know, in many ways touched physically, emotionally, love-wise, sensually, that I never felt this way before. So it's just really taking, or guys, when they come to this uh, workshop with Freddie, there's a very particular practice, the solo practice that teaches men how to separate ejaculation from orgasm. And that's something none of us really has heard about before. We all think that's the same. No, it isn't. Ejaculation is a reflex in the pelvic floor musculature, and the men can learn how to forego that reflex because once the reflex goes off, the ejaculation goes off. So there's a difference between the ejaculatory reflex and orgasm. Orgasm is the energy that feels so wonderful that we go back to it, you know. And a man can learn how to channel that energy, that orgasmic nectar, from his sexual center up into his heart, which will open his heart. When he becomes more connected with his heart, it becomes more integrated to himself. And then, of course, that plays out also then in couplehood. So guys come back the next day and say, to Freddie, perhaps you should share a little bit, darling. No, absolutely. I think for guys, it's bringing consciousness to this unconscious aspect of our sexuality. Because again, Doc, Dr. Joe, we get a lot of couples and, you know, they're in the peak of their sexual energy and she's like, you know, I don't think he loves me. And he's like, of course I love you, honey, and pointing to his heart on, you know. And she's right. like, yeah, but can you kiss me with your heart? And that's not something that guys learn. I mean, we learn, you know, we connect with our sexual energy. That's when we start feeling, right? Because emotionally, the thing that's okay for guys is either fucking or fighting. Those are the two emotions that are okay for guys to show. But it's not okay to show your intimate side or your caring side so much or your um, nurturing side. You know, so in the men's workshop, we go through one of the actionable insight practices that they go through are emotional 
exercises. So we go through a range of emotional expression, and guys really see how really stuck they are, unconscious they are, or how scared they are of going to certain emotions. So that begins to develop their witness to what's possible. So they actually could cry, and it's okay. There's no belief or nobody, there's no cry police that's going to get you. You know, or or um, anger, or even, or or I love you, or you know, or 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 crying, or sadness. So this is beginning to give guys a chance to see where they believe and what they believe and what keeps them in a place. So that's how it starts for guys in terms of beginning to bring consciousness to a new possibility. You know, yeah, I think that's so important. I really do, and I and I'm wondering, Dr. Elizabeth. Are you doing something for females? Because maybe that that would be really important, too. A lot of females feel uptight about really wanting to be sexual, again, from all of the past learning that they had about how it's bad and da-da-da-da-da. And and, and the freedom to be able to make choices actively and, and realize that it's so much more than just sex, I think... Do you do something like that just with a, with females? Oh, absolutely. I call my workshop Awaken to Your Feminine Essence. Beautiful. So for us women, <laughs> you know, uh, it's really that over the last 50 to 70 years with the women's movement and the huge changes around uh, women and what we are able to do now, participate and compete in the marketplace, so most of us really have developed our masculine skills, which is really great, and not to be thrown out with the bathwater. However, what it also has happened is that we are not as familiar and connected with our feminine essence, our feminine self, because that may feel a little bit more vulnerable, more open. And then here's the word trust again. You know, that many of us women, we don't trust. And there may be good reasons for it, but if I cannot trust, it starts with myself. And that is where the workshop comes in, that I guide women in coming back to themselves and listen to themselves, including allowing herself to feel the vulnerable places to feel the disconnect from her body that is her temple, her most precious temple that is equipped to feel, to feel pleasure, to feel pain, the whole gamut, and to get clear within what she may want without feeling so subjected to either the testosterone energy or to the hierarchical structure that we have been living it in relationship where the man is up and when, where the woman is down. I mean, I'm speaking historically speaking, okay. that women couldn't be, you know, authors and writers. They had to dress up like men a couple of hundred years ago to even being published. All of that has, of course, is no longer so. And in the meantime, connecting with our vulnerable self and truly listening to ourselves. And then, you know, just like for me, for many women, it's about returning to trust in a whole new way. And when I trust myself, that's the place from which I can choose 
consciously who I want to bring into my life. And uh, so there's also self-love practice in the women's workshop, just like in the men's workshop. However, for men, uh, for women, uh, remember we said for the men to become more integrated, he wants to learn how to connect his sex with his heart or his manhood with his heart. For us women, for most women, it's to connect the heart with their sex. So the energy flows from the heart because that is when I want to connect with Freddie, I feel it in my heart. When he wants to connect with me, he starts feeling it in his sex. You know, there's nothing good about it or bad about it. That's just how it is. So in the tantric practice, the man learns to breathe up from his sex into his heart. His heart opens. When I feel his heart opening, my heart opens. And when my heart opens, my sex opens. Or in Sanskrit, uh, the woman's sex is called yoni, which means sacred space. Just imagine if you... Dr. Joanne and I had gotten introduced to our sexual center as a sacred space. Our sexual trajectory may have gone differently. (laughs) So anyway, then we have the circuit. You know, he breathes up from his sex into his heart, into my heart. My heart opens, then my yoni opens, and then I connect to his sex. It's very easy and organic and you know, that is where we be coming to the circuit where we start flowing together. You know, you described that so beautifully. And what's so important is that there has to be that level of vulnerability that you're both talking about. And to me, vulnerability is a strength. It's, it, it's not a weakness at all to be able to be open and to share who you are, whether sexually and in other ways, is a, is just a very beautiful experience. So mm. we could go on and on, but we are running out of time. <laughs> Tell our listeners how they could connect with you both, how they could find out more about what you're doing, how they could even attend some of these workshops and know more about tantric sex and also your Tantra Nova Institute. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So a great way to connect with us is through our website, tantranova.com, T-A-N-T-R-A-N-O-V-A, tantranova, like supernova, dot com, tantranova.com. And uh, there on the homepage, when you scroll down, there's our book, and you can, uh, you know, just click there on the Amazon uh, icon where you can get the book, Sexual Enlightenment, either in Audible, an audio book, or hard copy, a paperback. And then, of course, also on the website, there are all, you know, kinds of workshops we offer under the gro- program page. And um, there are videos uh Lots of free stuff, and then also if you want to delve deeper into it, the best thing may be just to schedule a complimentary conversation with us where we can explore together how all of that, what we shared about, may apply to your very personal situation. 
Well, thank you both so much. I think it's important what you're doing, and I think, again, it's important that we open up all of who we are to be able to create more fulfillment in in our lives and our love and in every aspect of what we do. So thank you so much for being beautiful beings and beautiful guests. Oh, thank you, thank Dr. you so Joe. much. Yeah, so sweet of you to have us on and speak about a subject that we may not speak about every day. Mm. Well, I think it's important to to have that conversation, and thank you both for being able to do that and share that with so many people. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Joe. Thank you. So think about what you just heard about sexual enlightenment from Dr. Elizabeth Muth and and Freddie Zentel-Weaver and how you can actually open up all of your areas in terms of really firstly getting that level of awareness about what's been holding you back, what gets in the way of your fulfillment, not just sexually but totally, because when you do that, it's a beautiful way of experiencing not only life but experiencing yourself and being open to all the wondrous aspects that life can bring. So thank you so much for joining us. If you want to get a hold of me, go to docwhite.org. And remember, you have the ability to empower yourself to take those steps and empower your life, even if it's just one step at a time. Have a beautiful day, and thanks again for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.